Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. We are very proud and pleased to be part of the Variety Sports Network. And, of course, the show originates from the Bradshaw Bourbon Studio. Cheers, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Uh, as always, Pittsburgh Steelers uh, have made it into the 2023 postseason via their 17-10 win over the Baltimore Ravens, coupled with a victory from uh, Tennessee over Jacksonville. I don't know if you believe in terrible towel curses, but the Jaguars certainly should. Uh, lots to discuss tonight for sure. Um and I, I, I'm just going to get it started right away here. I, I have a question. Uh, Ian Where the fuck is, is Ian? Yeah, that, well, that's my first question. <laughs> um, he gloated about an hour ago saying all the kids were in bed and he was ready to go, and now he's not even here. Uh, so I don't, I don't know what the hell that's all about. Uh, in any case, a uh, quick shout-out to uh, our buddy Aaron. His, uh, his son has been dealing with uh, some some just awful medical stuff and uh if any of you are parents out there you know how awful it is to see your your child in pain and not be able to do much about it but we're very happy to report things are going better um and and he's home so uh yeah really really good to hear that so uh welcome in everybody once again and thanks for watching thanks for listening on your own time and um you know what why is it Ben Anderson, that there are people within the so-called Steelers nation that I think are upset that the Steelers made the playoffs. Uh, because they're haters like you and Scarves that wanted Tomlin fired. <laughs> <laughs> Never said that. <laughs> All right. No one ever said that. Sometimes on this show, we exaggerate for effect, okay? <laughs> um, but seriously, there are people that really wanted to be right that this is going to be Tomlin's first year. Uh, with a losing season, there were people that were excited when they lost to the Colts. They were like, "Yep, this is going to be it. It's finally going to happen. They're finally going to have a. I can't wait for loss number nine, so I can say I told you so." After seventeen seasons, I don't get it either, man. I don't understand people that are pissed off that Mason Rudolph is playing well. I don't think he's good either. That doesn't mean I'm angry that he's playing well. I mean, come on, how can you like? I, I don't get it. There are people that that were pissed off when Kenny played well, you know, mm-hmm. versus the the fucking Bengals. I, people are weird, man. Some people are just fucking miserable. I'm sorry for using the f bombs so many times already when we just started, but yeah, that's what it is. I it it is just amazing to me. Um, the, the, the people that are just bummed because as you said, they can't talk about Tomlin, uh, having a losing season finally, or, or if, if they have accepted we're in the playoffs, the first thing they want to say is, oh man, I can't wait for us to lose again. Cause that'll be typical Tomlin and everything else. Okay, fine. If that's your narrative, then, then you be you. But uh, it, it has just struck me as absolutely ridiculous this week. Go be a Browns I, fan or something. I, yeah. You know, how do you know, they, you... they, they've had misery there for decades. They're, they're used to it. I, I, you know, and, and I, I want to, it's funny you mentioned the Browns um, last week, this, the, the lions um, had their, their home finale. And, you know, a lot of lions fans around me here and they hoisted their NFC North banner. And I, I said, you know, that's great. That's awesome for you guys. And I, I said, we don't do that. And he's like, what do you mean you don't do that? I said, 
we we just don't do that. I mean, you you go inside Akershire Stadium, the only sign of Super Bowls is some flags at the far end. Heinz. We 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 yeah we we don't go crazy for that. It's sure Great Hall, yeah, it's everywhere, but you know, and it's just a different fan basis. Uh, everybody has different expectations. Okay, but, man, when, but... I, when I see us. When I see us acting this way, it drives me insane. In context, the yes. Lions waited for a long, long, long time to have a winner. Yep. yep. A Absolutely. long time. And if they want to give their fan base something to be excited about, I won't begrudge them that. No, no, and I don't I don't begrudge them at all. I just think they didn't realize that that our fan base doesn't celebrate things like that. You know, like, like I mean, it's nice to have a home playoff game. That's that's nice. That lie. would be great. It, it would be, great. be fantastic. But I, I don't know. I just find it fascinating. Um, in, in any case, Ian, welcome aboard. We we Thank expected you. you to be like the first one on here, and you're the last one. Yeah. Uh, I take it one of the children woke up. Yeah. yeah. Ah. Yeah, they were all asleep, and then they weren't. So you know, ah, yeah, that's how it goes. It's like they knew it was podcast night. Yeah, you know, never fails. Isn't isn't your oldest allowed to stay up this late? No, no, no. no. Oh, if he's if he's going to keep doing these shows, he's got to keep that, every one of these kids in bed by nine. <laughs> yeah, no, like nine nine o'clock at the latest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, guys. The Steelers beat Baltimore, um, and you know, I, I I know it was Baltimore backups in some cases, and then, of course, it was also in a monsoon and. And, and everything else uh scarps what, what's your takeaway from what you saw sunday um uh, just in terms of getting the job done uh you know what what they need to work on what they did well so on you know i i don't i don't know i don't know i i don't know um it was it was not it was not uh, – obviously, the Ravens weren't at full strength. They they mm. sat some guys. Um, and, you know, on the very first play of the game, Naj almost dropped the ball. And, like, how many times throughout the day did, did somebody almost drop the ball? So it was like, you know, they did what they needed to do to win. Good for yeah. them. Um, you know, there wasn't – you know, the thing that stood out to me is is Mason having the stones to throw that ball – the second one to DJ and um, yeah, that was nice. And, and it was just a nice throw. And it was, and I don't, I don't think Mitch or Kenny would have, would have made that throw. Um, I don't know that they would have pulled the trigger either. I agree with you, man. Yeah. And you know, if you, if, if you look at the play, like Mason had and Mason had Allen Robinson wide open for an easy first down and he was just standing there. And I, I firmly believe that he saw Allen Robinson. It was like, fuck this. I'm just going to let it rip. <laughs> and he did. And, even that deep ball to DJ on the play where it looked like it landed right in front of him, but he did try and then got so penal- weird and then got penalized because he didn't get off the field in time. Um, but you know, it was a monsoon. Mason Mason had some fumble issues, but yeah, I mean, the I don't know what the hell that play calling was at the end of the first half. Like he was getting he was getting pressured on every play, and oh. they just kept telling him to throw the ball, like you know whatever. But yeah. um, hey, man, eighteen to twenty set the single game uh, percentage record for the Steelers mm-hmm. in a monsoon, you know, Pickett, ha- Pickett and Mitch had every opportunity to do the same thing and they didn't do it. Ben Roethlisberger never even had, even, even in the later in his career when he was just doing check downs and whatnot and short passes, never did it. So yeah, once again, Mason, Mason played well, had a, had a 112 rating, three straight games, 
in zero interceptions. Only Ben has done that in team history. Um, but, you know, I still think – we'll talk about this later, but, you know, yeah, I still think the defense struggled at times, and that's with T.J. Watt for most of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens on Sunday. Yeah, uh, absolutely, and we'll we'll get into that as I, well. I think I just want to make one quick point. I think, in fairness, a lot of guys were having trouble holding on to the ball because it was so damn slippery. In total, there were four turnovers, but there were there were six fumbles and or, you know, and and numerous balls dropped. We yeah. got lucky, right? We got luckier than they did. I'm gonna be honest. They had some drops that I was like, wow. But at the same time, it was like, Jesus, the conditions they're playing in. And, and how do you jet, blame anybody? And the right. jet, Sorry, go ahead. No, I had a question for you, but go, go ahead. Finish yeah, no, but in, in, in the Jagos on Twitter that hate Mason were like, oh, she needs to hold on to the ball. Are you going to fucking tell Jalen Warren that? Because <laughs> I mean, right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Can't I, have it both ways. I've been, like, everybody I've been was having a problem of Warren. Like, and, and everybody on fan. both teams were having problems hanging yeah. on to the ball. So it wasn't just Mason. No. No, no. Ian, uh, I know you wanted to address something that uh, Melvin had said. In, I, I, I have a point uh, to what Melvin said, but I had a question for Ryan since he's yeah. not drinking in January and his Steelers Rain Man abilities are like through the roof. <laughs> didn't, didn't Ben have a game early in his career where he was like 15 of 17 or something like that? Like I, I know Mason 90% being, you know, 18 of 20 was the, the record, but I, I could have sworn Ben had a game like within the first couple years of his career where he only had like two or three yeah. incompletions. So that, so but Mace, he, but he yeah. didn't throw twenty passes. Well, I, Mason, Mason set the record for for fifteen attempts too. Okay. So I set it. I set it at twenty. But if you even lowered it to fifteen, Mason still has the still record. still has it. I think. Yeah, I, I, Tom Zach was the one that had it. Interesting. With okay, I, I seem to remember something like that too, Ian. But no, but Ian Ben Ben definitely did, and I'm pretty sure it was against the Dolphins, but it wasn't. I think it was like 85 or something like that. Yeah, okay. yeah, but, yeah. I, I just I thought there was some game early in his career where he was like 16 of 19 or 15 of 17 or something where he only had like a handful of incompletions. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. at any rate, um, to a point that Melvin made in the chat. Uh, a little bit ago about the majority of our fan base is spoiled. Um, Mark put it up on the screen before too. Um, I I think, yeah, there we go. Found it again. This is a really good point and and something I've been thinking about, like, you know, generationally speaking, right. The, the people that experienced the seventies Steelers, pretty much all of them had experienced the bad times that came before the seventies. And then, you know, the, the people experiencing the eighties were like, yeah, the seventies were good. And now we're into the eighties, the Ryan and my generation growing up in the nineties, it was kind of like, we hadn't experienced a super bowl of our own till the early 2000s, till the mid two thousands. And so we kind of knew some struggles and then the older generations had either been old enough to remember before the seventies or had experienced the eighties. So like everyone of mine and Ryan's generation had kind of experienced some kind of downtime before we won a super bowl and we're competitive. Mm-hmm. And I've said this on this show, I've said this on Twitter, but you can really tell the people who never saw Kent Graham play quarterback, like <laughs> the people who true. spent their entire lives with Ben Roethlisberger yeah. as the Steelers quarterback have no idea what it means to suck. Those are hey, the people Mark. that 
thought nine six and one was rock bottom that year in 2018 it's like you guys haven't seen anything yet and we've kind of pulled it out of our ass the last couple years you know in the post roethlisberger era but still there's you know there's definitely a generational divide between the people who have only experienced roethlisberger and everybody else it's absolutely accurate real quickly I just want to make this point that Mark and I are old, but we were kids when this happened, but we yeah. both saw Cliff Stout and Mark Malone play. <laughs> you you want to talk about some some shit. And I know Ian, you saw Bubby play, but you were you were a kid. But that dude, you could see him, you could see him beginning to self-destruct. And when mm. he did, he was horrible. Before that, he was great. As long as he could maintain his composure, he was money. But he would start to lose his shit as he was walking in. I remember one game, he's walking into the to the locker room, yelling at the ref as the half ended. And I was like, oh, fuck, we're screwed. We just lost. And they're like, there's a whole half of football left. No, no, Bubby's losing it. We're done. And <laughs> there is shit. He came out and he had a horrible second half. And I was just like, dude, oh, this guy. You really could see it on his face. It it, it it was just like it was like um remember the old uh, uh 70s version of the Incredible Hulk uh Bruce Banner, you know, Bill Bixby yeah. was the actor where, where you could just see it starting to happen. And it was like, oh shit, Bobby's lost, man. Bob Bobby's lost, you know. It just it it was it was bad. Yeah. Uh man, good good times for sure. Yeah. Um no, not really, especially the Mark Malone years. No, well, you know, hey, he did have that mustache, and he did, he did take him to the playoffs once. Yeah, yeah, he did. did. Uh, Yeah, didn't do anything. They got there. He has a a pretty. Yeah, he definitely has. He definitely has like top ten longest reception ever by a Steeler. Uh oh. Uh oh. Is is that Malcolm? Um, That is. That is Malcolm. It's. It's my mini me. He was. (laughs) Okay. He can't. He can't hear us. Right. No, that's uh, that's Malcolm, uh, a fellow Michigan fan, from what I hear. Yes, he yeah. said he was rooting for Michigan because it started with an M, like his name. So, see, <laughs> that's the kind of simplistic thinking we need more of. You know, that's the kind of simplistic thinking that leads people to be Michigan fans. Well, but, that's you know. that's yeah. definitely true this day and age. Uh, what what do you guys think the, the approach is going to be? And I know we'll bounce back to the quarterback stuff, but you, you know, TJ Watt going down, man, that that was just. I, I'm glad. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad that's quote unquote all it was, because man, it great to MCL brain. Yeah, I, I mean, it looked really. I, I was really afraid this was going to be something that was going to be much I, yeah initially i heard pcl is what yeah they were I, I, that's what and we then, were hearing and um, then they did they did the mri and yep. and it was a grade two mcl sprain which by definition people need to realize is a torn ligament it will heal yeah but there's there's some rupturing in there and you know it's not a complete tear or anything by that stretch it's not a, a complete rupture but it is there is some rupturing within the ligament that that will need some time to heal. Mm-hmm. So even if let's just say hypothetically, super hypothetically, yeah, that the the Steelers got to the AFC Championship game, which is the first time that really Watt would be able to play. He's playing. You have to wear it, man. Yeah, okay. He's built different. I know. Um, <laughs> he uh, he'd have to wear a brace. And he wouldn't be as effective. No, no, he's not going to be. The thing that 
that Watt has going for him is he's so fast off the line that offensive tackles can't get set. Mm-hmm. That's why yeah. they need help. Uh, right. Uh, you know, so they're going to – obviously, they're they're stuck going with uh, kind of a three-million rotation here uh, with Highsmith and Golden and, and the rookie Nick Her- Herbig. Um, they did sign uh, Perales. Kid w- was with them uh, in in the preseason. Oh, yeah, the preseason. Yeah, he, he did a he did a nice job, but he, he's not going to get a helmet this week. Um, he might. You know, they so need I, somebody for teams. Yeah, he, he could. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I you never know what Danny so. Smith is thinking. I mean, no, I, you know, no, you're you're right. I, I should teams, just dismiss that. Teams have been okay this year. I I, I got to give Danny Smith some props, especially you know that's coaching where where we get that ball last week they yeah take it all the way down to the four I, i'm gonna butcher his name has say say the returner's last name godwin it would be okay it would be okay yeah okay okay he runs past the ball out of bounds keeps his feet out of bounds yeah. reaches over and touches the ball first yeah that's coaching danny yeah. fucking smith made that play he taught I, him I'm, how to do it and said when this yeah. happens this is what you do and then we'll get the ball at the 40. I'm glad you brought that up because I think Danny Smith has had a pretty good year. He has, man. I, I, I mean, he's not punting the football, thank God. No, <laughs> no. But he'd probably do a better job. You know yeah. what, though? I, I don't think I don't think Presley Harvin loses his job this week, and I'll tell you why. He's an excellent holder. Yes, I, I don't excellent. think he loses it this week either. Now he's. The, I, I just the, don't see it. What was I mean? It won't. It won't shock me if they if they if they don't dress both of them. Mm-hmm. That will not shock me because they're going to need some good punts. And if Presley's having a, a rough game, they may just have him hold and and have Brad Wing come in and punt. Although Brad Wing's not a great punter either. So no, I, he's ups and downs. Yeah. To to clear to clarify the to clarify Steelers freak, I think I think um Tomlin and Mora, the the seven-year playoff drought. I think that's seven years in between playoff wins. So Marvin Lewis never won a playoff game, so he's disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Okay, we're having some fun over in the chat, but um, right. yeah. Did he? Uh, he never. He did. He never won one. I thought he won one. No, never. No. He never won one. No. It was zero and seven. Wow. Over. You yeah. got to win one to. You got to win one to have a drought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> right. Because you're the desert if you never win one. Yeah. Um, I, it, speaking of coaches, let's talk a little bit about Mike Tomlin. Um, Ian, what would what would you, uh, you know, if you're going to give him a grade this year, how, how would you grade his performance this season? Uh, I'd say somewhere in the B, B minus kind of range. I mean, he, he kept the group together. They didn't fall apart after those two really bad losses, but those were two inexcusable losses and you know he's kind of found some gold with mason rudolph here but if mason rudolph had this in the tank why didn't we go to him sooner and why didn't we kind of you know know Mm -hmm. that he was capable of this so it's not his best coaching performance um but i think it's uh you know he did keep the group together they got into the playoffs and and the players all credited him with you know, keeping, keeping the message the same and, and keeping them focused and on track. 
but it's been it's been a mixed bag. You know, some of the stuff on defense, which is kind of his bailiwick. They had a lot of injuries, especially through the middle. So some of that stuff, I'm willing to you know give him a little bit of a pass on because, as we've talked about on the show before, there's only a certain number of injuries you can sustain at a given position in the nfl before you see a significant drop off that number is usually two or three and we're down what like five inside linebackers like you know a couple safeties too like the whole middle of the defense and cam hayward missed time like the whole middle of the defense is just decimated so it's it's not surprising actually i was surprised the ravens didn't just come out and try and run it down our throats especially in that weather like yeah. i was kind of like why are they throwing the ball with a backup quarterback why aren't they running it up the middle every play but hey you know well they were trying like- to throw it short they were trying yeah. to attack yes. our linebackers and it, yes. it just didn't didn't pan out but still, they were putting the ball in the air in a monsoon. Oh, the other point I wanted to make, sorry, jumping back to something before about that Mason pass to Deontay. Um, one of the things I think Mason mentioned in his post game um, was that that play was coming out of the break between the third and the fourth quarter. So they had a dry ball. Um, and that oh, made a big, he said yeah. that made a big difference in, you know, being willing to make that throw with a, a dry ball versus one that had been like out there in the soaking wet, uh, you know, in, in the monsoon, like we talked about, I think that, that, you know, made a difference with the, the game situation too. So it's probably a yeah. lot lighter and a lot easier to throw. I mean, yeah, it's grippier. It's easier to hold on yeah. to. It's not as soppy and yeah. So yeah, but, but overall I'd, I'd give Tomlin, I'd say in the, you know, B, B minus, I see some people in the chat mm-hmm. saying C plus range. It, it's all kind of, you know, yeah, it's it, relative depending on how you view certain things. A passing grade, but not his best performance. Yeah, yeah. Ben, how how, how would you look at his overall performance this year? And, and granted, it's unfinished body of work yet. I, I wanna I wanna preface this by saying that this team is is really mediocre to begin with. They're they're not. I I don't know why people get the idea that this is a talent juggernaut. It isn't. Um, you look at our last seven or eight drafts other than 2017 and, and hopefully this year, mm-hmm. knock on wood, mm-hmm. um, those drafts were not great. They they were not good drafts. And, you know, if you'd hit on even half of the first rounders in those years, you'd have guys at key positions that were still contributing now. And, and we don't have those guys because those drafts were stinkers. So, I think he's done a really good job. I, I think that that Steelers fans have unrealistic expectations that they watched the preseason and got all giddy and excited and decided this is a really good team, even though it was preseason and nobody was trying to win. Nobody was trying to, you know, nobody was game planning. Nobody was doing anything. And it, it's, it's not. Now, conversely, Tomlin – I don't care if Art didn't want to fire him anyway mm-hmm. or not. I, I think that Tomlin allowing Matt Canada to start the year as yeah. the offensive coordinator is definitely a mark against him. I'm sorry. That guy was fucking awful. It was obvious last January they should have fired him. Tomlin should have insisted, put his foot down. This guy's got to go. Okay? I, I Like I said, I my understanding is that Art didn't want that to happen, right? And regardless, Tomlin should have said, 
no, this guy's got to go. We, we've got to, we've got to turn the corner here. We got to do something different. It's obvious that our young quarterback is going to have to learn a new offense anyway. And we may as well start that process now rather than, mm-hmm. than waiting a year. It, we, we talked about this, that if he, if did. they don't do it going into this year, then it's going to push Kenny Pickett back perhaps another year. And, right. and that, you know, and that's exactly where we're at now. That's, that's kind of what's happened. Yeah. Um, but he has managed to keep this team together through the injuries, as Ian talked about. You know, mm-hmm. we had injuries through the entire middle of the defense. I mean, seriously, signing linebackers off the street and starting them. Start Signing safeties off the street and bringing guys mm-hmm. off the practice squad and starting those guys mm-hmm. because they were so desperate for talent in the middle of the field. That, to me, is ridiculous. And the fact that they still won 10 games to me is, is a testament to the fact that, that he kept them together. Yes, losing those games, especially the Cardinals game, I I I thought they might lose to the Patriots. It's, Belichick's so damn smart. They've I, always had our number for whatever reason. Well, it, it isn't yeah. just that. I mean, basically, yeah. he just you get to take away one thing, and he's going to take away George Pickens. And then he's going to he's going to say, okay, now I dare you to beat me with whatever, whatever you got left. Yeah. And and we couldn't do it. And, you know, it came straight after our, our defense, which was hurt and, and not, not fired up. They weren't prepared for the game. I don't know. Mentally, they just weren't there. No. I don't think they believed in what they were being asked to do. Um, and then, yeah, they got stomped by the Colts. That was embarrassing, but the Colts are, were a pretty good team, at least just emotionally, mentally, mm-hmm. the team wasn't there those three weeks. Getting them to rebound from that, that those last three games, that's fucking huge. So, in summary, I'm giving the guy a solid B, okay. and I would probably give him an A minus if it if it were not for Matt Canada. Allowing Matt Canada to come back is a mark against him. I don't care if his owner wanted to keep him or not. Okay, I get it. Yeah, Scarps, how, how would you see uh, the year of Mike Tomlin? Ah, man, I don't know. Um, You know, Ben just talked about, you know, winning those three straight just to even have a chance to get in. Yeah. But then you look at the three prior and you're just like, I mean, those were just bad, bad. And, you know, yeah, he's the head, he's the head coach. Like, you get, that counts against them. Like they played mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky, who's fucking god awful. And Mitch, I don't even know why they. Even, I don't know even know why they signed Mitch. Like, like you can't tell me Tomlin didn't have a say in, in that, right? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and, and I, yeah, you know, I don't think anybody thought Mason was going to play Mitch, as, as good as he has. Good Ben. Mitch is great in practice, and and Sean yeah. McDermott and Mike Tomlin are friends. And that's why they signed him. And I'll it's actually Mc, this is all McDermott's plan. He knew it. Um, so <laughs> got no, the I, William and Mary showdown this weekend. That's right. McDermott's three and one against Tomlin. Um, right. Um, so you know, if I gotta give we're Tomlin, due. A, we're due. If I gotta, if I gotta give Tomlin a grade, um, I'd go like B minus. Um, and you know. <sighs> This uh, this team isn't very good. They're not. Um, they have a couple good players, mm-hmm. um, but overall, they're 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 not good. Um, and again, that's great. That that's great that that you know the last three weeks they rebounded. But how do you lose them the prior three weeks like that? Like to me, that evens out. So, 
Scarps, do you think if Mason Rudolph starts against Arizona, New England, and or Indianapolis, they're going to well, win two of those three? Well, scrap the scrap the Cardinals game because because Lord Kenneth got hurt. Right. Came right. In, I get that. Yeah, you're right. So but, let's scrap that one. But that was a um, weird game with the multiple weather delays, and that was just that you're right, bizarre. Ian. That was that yeah. that that's that's the week it was uh, ugliness um, there. But yeah, Mason absolutely beats. You know what? You know what though? I I I Freak, can't. That's like my dream job, man. I can't, <laughs> I can't say I can't say for sure because the defense got smat. Like the Colts, they gave up thirty to the Colts. They they gave up three touchdowns to Bailey Zappi. Like I don't I and I don't I don't know. I, I'd like to believe that they would win. They would have won one of those games with Mason. Um, but but they didn't. You know they're, they're ten and seven. They're not a very good team. So yeah, I, that is a testament to Tomlin keeping mm-hmm. them together. But they've had some ugliness throughout the season. So that's why I give them a B minus. Yeah, I, I I think those are fair grades. Uh, you, you can't look past some some pretty bad losses, but you also can't ignore three straight wins to close out the season. Considering you're on technically your third quarterback. Two of them uh, on the road, too, in pretty tough environments. Yeah, I mean, Seattle's not easy to play in. No. And, no. and the other thing that we didn't mention, we went 5-1 and one in the division and swept the Ravens. The Ravens yeah. lost four games this year, and two of them were two to of us. Two of them us. We went 5-1 in the division, and we won three West Coast road trips. Yeah. yeah. When you, the you, fuck you does think, that ever happen? You think we were 13-4 and four or something. Yeah, if I told you guys that. before the season that we yeah. were going to go 5-1 and one in the division and we were going to win three West Coast road trips, where would you put our record? 13 oh, wins, 12 wins, probably. Yeah. Yeah. At least. I, I, I mean, it's, I just, it's, I can't believe it. Yeah. I, I would, I did not see uh fifth or excuse me, five and one in, in the division. I just, I just didn't, um, uh, you know, and, and again, you can say what you want about the way Baltimore approached the final game, but you know, Hey, that was the choice of John Harbaugh. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll see if it works out for them. They're good. They're going to have two full weeks off those guys. Uh, the guys who so. played for the rats played hard i'll give them props and you knew they would and gave them respect and you know i get it you know their best guys weren't out there Mm -hmm. hunter queen was out there the whole game yeah he was yep yep he played wait yep wasn't out there the whole game too or no i think uh roquan sat yeah yeah i didn't play yeah Matabuke is the one that uh, got, I thought he didn't play. No, he's the one that got pancaked on the TV oh. run by uh, Samalu. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Oh, wait, didn't play. Yeah. Samalu. Um, to to Melvin's oh, question didn't. about what if Mike Tomlin walks away, um, do we have time to talk about that this week? We, 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 we do. And, and, our... and Ian, let me let me yeah. preface really quickly. Right before we went on the air, I got a text from a, a buddy of mine, and it was uh, it looked like a screenshot from Instagram, and I don't even know who who it was. Apparently, the Alabama Crimson Tide have Mike Tomlin high on their list. <laughs> you just you gotta love this shit. <laughs> I mean, Mike Tomlin's high on everybody's list. Come on. Uh, anyway, they I digress. Would, they would have to offer him some insane amount of money. Like, why would you want to go from the NFL no. to dealing with 18-year-olds and their bullshit every right. day? Like instead of one know? George Pickens, you'd have 35 George Pickenses. Yeah, and then you got the transfer portal. Kids can just leave whenever yeah. they want to. That's that's a big headache. That uh, anyways, no, no. that that aside, do we want to talk about the the 
you know, rumors that Tomlin might step uh, yeah, away. Yeah, or... absolutely. I, I mean, we'll we'll dive more into him once the season is complete, too. But uh, we we have time to do that tonight, sure. Yeah, I think you know we've kind of talked about it a bit this year that he seemed a little different this year, like a little more off-putting with the media, a little more distant on some things. Um, you know, and I, I think my impression was just he seemed a little more annoyed overall with like questions from the media, especially in his press conferences. So I, I think there is a little bit of a different attitude that Tomlin has this year. So I wouldn't be shocked to see him walk away, but he's not getting fired. Like there's, yeah. it's going to be, he's going to leave whenever he wants to, and it's going to yes. be his choice, yes. but you know, it's, it's his choice. And I, I wouldn't be shocked if it happens. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Okay. Yeah. And just, just to uh, remind everybody, he, he's got one year left in his deal. Typically the Steelers like to, to extend at that point and they didn't. And we don't know why that could have been a Tomlin thing. That could have been a Steelers thing. We, we don't really know why. Um, ben, where, where do you fall right now on the, the Tomlin uh, talk? Uh, I think that a lot like Scarps, I think that he and his agent put that out there. Ah. And, um, and we talked about this over the summer when he didn't get an extension. We talked about it on this show. And and the basically the conversation was, you know, what if Mike Tomlin uses the fact that players want to come play for him and that he is as popular as he is and can get a job and walk away and get, you know, greater value from another team to leverage a more expensive contract extension from the Steelers? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What if? Yeah, and uh, can't rule that out at all. I mm-hmm. tend to wonder if that's what's going on here. Um, I don't know. What I can tell you is Tomlin's seat is ice fucking cold. It was never even remotely warm. Not no, lu- even not after luke the three warm. losses. Not even fucking lukewarm. And people that thought he was going to get fired are smoking that good shit. Not not that crap we used to get in high school. The really good stuff. <laughs> No, they're no high as fuck. Um, I, I, you know, Freak brings up an interesting point, and and we kind of saw Bill Cower go through this a little bit. Um, you know, he he talks about the fact that Tomlin's daughter is a a very good gymnast down in Georgia, and um, you know, m- maybe he's at that point in his life where that that's become a thing. He obviously, you know, his sons played football and stuff, but um, you know, these are things you can't rule out. Because you don't know the way that these guys are thinking at any point in their careers. Uh, if you would have told me a week ago Nick Saban was going to retire this year, I probably would have said, I don't see it. I think he's going to keep going another year or two. But it, it is what it is. So, um, yeah, you know. He, he said his age was becoming an issue. And that his players were, were questioning how long he was going to stick around. Saban? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you could tell because people are already uh, jumping in the portal. Jumping or, onto or, the portal. Exactly. They lost like their thir- 13 players. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And, and Melvin nails it. Melvin just nailed it right here. He He's not a fan of the NIL stuff. Um, he, he's been very diplomatic about it. 
but he he's not crazy about it. And I think that's exactly why Tomlin would never think of going to the college thing. I yeah. Mean, it, it's just, yeah. Yeah. Like um, the kids will ask him about NIL stuff and he's like, yeah, I, I don't talk about that. Right. He, he, he's got some guy. You, you can, you can go talk to him about it. I'm not, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we, we, we digress, but um, you know, Scarps, you, you had brought that up and Ben kind of already pointed that out that you thought maybe just hanging out of that one year was, was some leverage to get a bigger deal. Well, you know, the, yeah, and the and I I told you earlier, like like Cam Hayward this week on his podcast was like, you know, he said something you know effect of like I'm tired of like people making up rumors, you know, whatever. And it's like Cam, it came from Jay Glazer, like him and Tomlin are tight. Like it's not like some random person like made this up. So right. you know, they're like Jay, like it you know, it's, it's not like Scarps made it up. Like it's like Jay Glazer, like it's it's a, it's a deal. So. You know, I, I don't know. You know, I know Tomlin's a football junkie, and and I I don't see I don't see that. Yeah, you know, I I don't see him. Um, well, do you remember up. what Glazer said? Maybe Tomlin will just take some time off. Well, that's the thing, though. Like, I don't see him stepping away permanently this early. But could could he could he like do a Sean Payton thing and like step away for a year? Well, and then and then figure something out. You know, I, I just. Here's the and this is this is and I, I want to be clear about this. Like, I love Mike Tomlin. He was a mentor to me. Great dude. Mm-hmm. What you see in the press conferences is not is not who he is. Who he is, yeah. be, you know. But he has been, as Ian said, he has been more prickish this year in his press conferences. Yeah, and, yeah. And I th- and I and and yeah, I he's kind of been and, an asshole. But and I I attribute that to, and I'm being real. I attribute that to them not falling to them falling short and like you can't like you can't you can acknowledge that they've been regular season champions for a long time now and they just haven't done anything in the playoffs and if they don't win on sunday it's going to be we just talked about this earlier seven straight years yep with without a without a playoff win they haven't done sunday anything yeah we're getting there we're getting there but i'm just saying like so you know, maybe maybe Tomlin looks at this and says, "You know what, man? It's really hard not to win. You know, it's really hard not to win with an amazing defense and a Hall of Fame quarterback. <laughs> maybe I need to take take a year off and and reassess what I'm doing." And I don't know. Like, I'm not. Saying, I think Tomlin is a great coach, but maybe that pressure of not winning is 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 impacting. Because again, he might be floating it. You know, for him and his agent might be floating that out there. Yeah. But, you know, I, I maybe he did tell Jay, like, Jay, man, this shit's hard, dude. I, I might need some time away. <laughs> it, it could have been something like that in passing. And of course, Glazier ran with it. I, I, I would take all of us back to when Bill Cowher retired. Or, or that was or a kind of a surprise, let. too. It, it was. And, and I'm just going to ask all three of you guys this did, did any of you think that was the last time he would coach in the NFL? No, everybody thought he'd come back in exactly. A years. Yeah. I didn't. I was stunned to to realize now that he would never coach another game. I That's figured, a great point. Okay, yeah. yeah, I figured. Okay, yeah, he's going to go do this TV thing for a year or two, and he'll he, he's got the fire. He he's a, he's a lifer. He'll go coach. He I honestly did. thought. I honestly thought that was what his plan was. Really, and I think that he started into it, and he was like, you know, I really like this. This job's fucking oh, easy. Sure that's, I'm sure that's how he got eventually you know, 
but I but work maybe, I work maybe 25 30 hours a week. I make great money. Oh yeah. I, you know, I but but I mean, shit. He, this is a great job. I remember his presser and he's wearing that Bill Cosby sweater and I'm thinking oh this, God, guy, that was this guy's going to this guy's going to go coach somewhere. Can I still say Bill Cosby sweater, by the way? Is that so loud? I, I Cosby know. sweater. It looked like that. Well, you just, it looked like that shitty rug guy, your grandma had. You, know? <laughs> you, don't, you just don't let a guy wearing that sweater serve you a drink. Yeah. Uh, true that. Yeah. Yeah. True that. Beyond that, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as coming Melvin, up this that's week, bullshit. Mark is like 67. Look whoa, 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 whoa. I have not started collecting social security. 66. Sorry. Or whatever it is, or Medicare. Um, Sunday, the temperature right now is looking at about 22 degrees. They're talking pretty significant winds, maybe some light uh, snow. Um, but but th- did I see gusts of wind that could be in gusts the 40s or up to 50s? Okay, so if you're Chris Boswell, you might as well just pack like a a, a big snowmobile suit and go sit in it because the only time they're really going to need you is to try to kick off. Can you see scenarios where we just go for two? Uh, I don't know about go for two, but I think the Boswell point's a well-made one because that's what worries me about. You know, everybody on Twitter is talking about, oh, if it's windy, Josh Allen might turn the ball over or we might just Mm -hmm. run the ball the whole game. The kicking game is what worries me, though. Because yeah. we don't have a very good punter, and Boswell has struggled with the wind before. I think it was was it the last game in Buffalo he missed two or three kicks that was really windy, or was that in Cincinnati? There was there there was I think one it game. Was Buffalo. I think it was Buffalo that like his kick started at the right at the left upright yep. and missed right because it was that windy. And I remember afterwards, he just looked at it like, what the F just happened? Like I kicked <laughs> it at that upright and I missed it on the other side. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think it was Buffalo when we got beat like 34 to three or something like that. But um, the, the other thing I'll mention though, is those kind of games where you get those gusty winds. Those are the ones where, it really matters what direction you're going in the fourth quarter. And if you yeah. win the toss at oh, yeah. the beginning of the game, you pick you pick the direction. field position, not yep. the ball. Yes. Yep. That's, a great, I agree. that's a great point. No, Ian's yeah. dead on. Yes. I think, yeah. didn't Belichick do that one year where he deferred to the second half and then the second half picked direction? So the other, like, he kicked off both halves. Yes, because, he has done that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. And yeah, and of course, everybody thought he was nuts and then realized, well, no, he's actually making kind of a smart move there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Based on the wins. I, you know, we, we don't know, but but clearly based on our experiences of seeing games up there, that that's what happens. It gets cold. It gets windy. It gets snowy. And, and you better adjust to it. And I would love to be able to say that we're going to just run the ball every single play, but that's not realistic either. Um, and as far as Allen, I, you know, one of you guys mentioned in the chat when we played him uh, uh, most recently in that blowout game, he didn't throw the ball deep very often. Yeah, he did. Or he did. He did. First out, it was the Gabe Davis or something. Right, right, right. Okay. Like 98 yard to Gabe Davis. Yeah, what was somebody said something in the chat this week about how he hadn't, maybe it was a game recently where he hardly threw the ball at all or didn't throw it much downfield. I, I can't remember, but. You know, look, he's been turning the ball over a ton, and it would be just like the Steelers' luck for him to go absolutely flawless in this one. But or if run he the does, ball on every play. yeah, you've got 
to take advantage of these turnovers. You cannot try to kick field goals. You've got to score touchdowns this week. It's playoffs. You know who worries me in this game is Dalton Kincaid, their tight end. Who's Both really of those good. tight ends worry Dawson me. Knox is good, too, but yep. Kincaid, that, that dude's a baller. And, yeah, I mean, if especially if Gabe Davis doesn't go, like – yeah, Stefan Diggs will probably draw two or three penalties on JPJ between DPI and holding because he's yeah. a really good receiver and JPJ is grabby and it is right. what it is. But like, I think Kincaid can be the difference maker in this game and we have to figure out a way to neutralize him. And you figure they're probably going to look over the middle anyway, yeah. as weak as we are there. Um, ben, do you see any situation where JPJ frustrates uh, Stefan Diggs a little bit? For sure, but I think so. The here's the bigger issue for the the Bills passing game. The last time that the weather conditions were this bad, the longest air pass, air yards pass, right? That Josh Allen completed was six yards. Okay, that's the stat I saw earlier. Yeah. That's what that, that's six what, yards. Yes. Okay. Um. So this isn't going to be a deal where Diggs is running downfield and getting open and getting the ball because it just it's going to be that difficult to right. get it to him you've got just wind in the 20s just in general and then mm-hmm. gusts coming up in the 50s it's just not even if Diggs is open they're not going to be able to get him out there yeah, you act like he's a what you act like he's a one trick pony. That dude's one of the best route runners in the league. They're gonna get him the ball, and Joey Porter Jr. is not gonna be able to do shit about it. I like, oh god, I'm being very nice about this. I've been all night, I've been nice all week about this, but we're gonna be real on the show. Stephon Diggs will get open. Stop Stephon Diggs will get open, but he's gonna get open. He's gonna get open in the flat. And this is my point. He will be open in the flat and get the ball in the flat, and he'll have fucking six guys in front of him trying to get past him. So it's not going to be as simple as Diggs one-on-one with a corner on the on the out or or a corner and a safety. It's not going to be that easy. So even if he does get the ball there, which right. he will, right. he's not going to get a lot of yards. There's not going to be a lot of yak in this game. The team that runs the ball better this week will win this game. I, I, do, do I you would like think what, so. You like yeah. what Dan just posted there? I thought that was pretty sweet. You know what it is, Dan? About his mustache? He's not drinking, Dan. That's right. He's an an angry, sober guy now. He is. Uh, I'd like to call him an angry elf, but doesn't really (laughs) I do like that Scarps is still rocking the Bass Pro Shops hat after what happened at the Bass Pro Shops in uh, Alabama last week. Well, we all know that was was him. Scarps Scarps (laughs) was excited about that. He was like, that guy is my fucking role model. That was, that, was that guy trying to catch like a fish or something? Dang, man. Did you was? see the full video? The guy <laughs> no. jumped in there naked and did a cannonball. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, man. No, no, no okay. Like, you gotta be, you gotta be hey, shitting me. <laughs> hey, if we win on Sunday, I want to see Ian and Scarp's tandem cannonball into the Mon uh, Sunday <laughs> into night. The that's mon. that's, that's yeah, what I want to see. That'd be comfortable. <laughs> Noah, yeah. Noah said I, <laughs> Noah said I look like an Easter Island head without the mustache. Thanks, Noah. That was a good one. That is pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh if God. Minka, if Minka and KZ are back, Ian, what would you expect to see in the secondary? I think Minka and KZ start, and Eric Rowe plays that 
uh, sort of Keanu Neal fill-in position, which I think might actually suit his skill set pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, Rose been really impressive for a guy coming off the couch. I, I mean, I don't know I if agree. he's NFL starter caliber, but like no. that dude can definitely yeah. get another contract as a backup somewhere. I think he might and, be NFL starter caliber as a box safety only. Yeah, he's got he's got good instincts though. Like he reads the pass really well. He's made some like Big he, a couple interceptions and yep. a couple near misses on interceptions that yeah. his his ability to read the play and react is pretty darn good still. If, and if he that's still impressive. had quicks, he's 32. If he still had he's, better if he yeah. had a little bit better quicks, he seems to always be picks. a step late. Yeah, know, if he, if he had if he had better quicks, he'd he'd have a couple of picks. I agree with Ian 100 percent He's got yeah. like two or three picks already, though. No, he does. He's he's yeah, got a couple. But I mean, he he'd, yeah. he'd have more. Is my uh, yeah yeah. He'd have I, he'd have picks inside of five yards. So do do you do you think that you know they go with KZ Minka a little bit deeper and then let you know Roe run around has, a little bit more towards two the or box? Three. Does he have two? Uh, I I think it's two. I think. <laughs> One up. actually, I thought he had two, but it's just one. I thought he but had he's... two. Also, he two. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, I you know I'm curious to see what Terrell Austin comes up with with those guys back. Uh, I'm obviously, as we talked about earlier, I'm curious to see how he rotates the outside backers. You know, I I think anyone expecting huge things from Nick Herbig, I think you got to temper that a little bit. You know, remember he's made some really great plays, but he's also done that on a very limited amount of snaps too. I think and, Nick Herbig you know, on a on an obvious passing situation where he can just play the quarterback, absolutely, is going to be good. If he's yeah. got to play both the run and the pass, yep. that's my concern. It's going to be a little more difficult. Uh, that's what I'm thinking of. Freak is correct. Row punched yeah. the ball out, yeah. and yeah. Yep. Against the rat birds. Against the rats. Roe yeah. Ro has been a really pleasant addition. I mean, really. For a guy off the couch, love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yep. And, and you know, Miles Jack has been fine. Uh, you know, he gets people where they're supposed to be. He He's not a guy you're going to depend on in the future, but he, he he's been fine. He doesn't have the athleticism anymore. No, man. it's not, not there anymore. Um you know, and and Michael Walker. I mean, who the hell thought we'd be playing Michael Walker at this point? Yeah. I, I, Speaking well, of guys Walker, who are slow, that guy is so slow. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it, what about blitzing Robinson? I thought that was kind of an interesting. Yeah, that was nice. You know, I mean, if if you know the guy can't cover, then shit, let him go blitz the quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, mean, I, I I think it. I'd like to be clear though that like. Baltimore's offense last week was dismal. Like they were, they, they were terrible, and they still looked decent That's at fair. times. Like fair. it was, you know, I, I, their I offensive said, line. I mean, obviously Zeitler didn't play. Zeitler, right. Geitler, whatever. Zeitler, Zeitler. Yeah, they had a couple yeah. guys. He didn't play. He's their best offensive lineman, but their offensive line was pretty good. So I want to, I want to be clear about this because. <laughs> All all week, I just kept seeing Marcus Golden and Nate Nick Her. No, no, wait, Nick Herbig. Yes, Nate is on the line. Sorry, so right. Nick Herbig and, and Marcus Golden are gonna ball out. You know, um, you don't. Ian is my is my Lord of the Rings friend over there. One doesn't simply replace <laughs> DJ Watt. Yes, um, and and 
like this team has given up 40 points in three straight playoff games and tj and cam started all three of those and minka started two of those so tj's not gonna play okay hey here's a marcus golden stat for you i think he's a good player i think he is a good depth piece but for all the ball out crowd out there marcus golden has six and a half sacks in his last 1000 snaps so that averages to how many does he have for this year for the steelers so hold on can i finish my fucking point (laughs) all right so marcus golden over over the past two seasons has six and a half sacks in a thousand snaps, which is every 150 snaps, he gets a sack. So unless the Steelers plan on playing eight quarters in Buffalo, I'm not uh-huh. banking on him having a having a productive day. Uh-huh. Um, and Nick Herbig, yes, he has flashed at moments, and that's great and wonderful. But just because he went to Wisconsin and learned from uh-huh. TJ doesn't mean he's TJ. <laughs> uh, Marcus Golden has four sacks for the Steelers this season. So I would argue that Golden has not been in a position to get sacks for most of those thousand snaps you just mentioned. Uh, and that that may be by design. Yeah. And George, I'm a he hater, hasn't played I'm a that hater many... because I'm real. Like, come on. I, he, like... he hasn't played that many snaps for the Steelers this season. No. It doesn't it's... matter. He has six and a half sacks over in his last 1,000 snaps. That's mad. How does he have this well, season? But, but, but the, score the question. Year. He's got four this year for the Steelers, the way he's being used. By the Steelers this year in in, in mop up scrub in this time scheme. in this scheme. The question oh, is though, fucking, y'all, can y'all he kill me? Can he produce this Sunday? I don't know. That that's the can question. He? I you know I, I like his physicality, especially in run defense. He has one move. It, yeah, which is a bull rush. Bull rush. Which is a physicality. That's it. But Jen, thing, nothing is wrong with Wisconsin. It's a lovely state. Appreciate you, Jen. Oh, yeah. I didn't say I love Wisconsin. I'm just saying, like, no, he's talking shit about Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, he hates me not. You should hear the way he talks. You know what? You know what? I'm sober and the truth hurts. You know what? <laughs> the, the truth is just, it just, oh, God, you're going to really hate my prediction, too. Well, the Steelers right. are one in 10 without TJ Watt in the starting line. Nah, so. You guys no, already know my dude, prediction. It's no big deal. No big deal. Marcus Golden and Nick Herbig going to ball out. You know, it's right, going to well, be unbelievable. Here's the other thing, too, though. Like against a quarterback like Josh Allen that will run power, right? Lamar oh. Jackson doesn't run power. Lamar Jackson will run, but he doesn't run power, yeah, right? Nothing. They will run power runs with Josh Allen with a, like the running back or a fullback blocking for yep. him. You almost need a linebacker to just spy Josh Allen. And some of what you're going to ask your outside linebackers to do in this game is kind of that Lamar Jackson game plan of we're just playing contain. We're not rushing the passer. We're making sure he doesn't get out and run for a big game. So, you know, some of it schematically, too, against a guy like Josh Allen that has that elusiveness to him is – you know, how you want to approach it because, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going, you know, 110% gung ho to rush the passer, if you get pushed too far upfield, you're leaving a pretty wide fucking open running lane for Allen to run through behind you. So they got to be smart about how they do it. How important of a game is this for Alex Heisman? Can I real quickly just interject yeah. one thing? Yes. Fuck you, Johnny. So, yeah, how'd I uh, right. real quickly, Scarps. 
Uh, Marcus Golden has played 230 snaps this season, and he has four sacks in those 230 snaps. Okay? So the way he's being utilized in this defense this year by this team is netting sacks. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it at that. And also, fuck you, Johnny, again for good measure. Wonderful. Uh, oh, boy. Freak had to get the Maalox out. Boy, that's very the 670 snaps. He, 770 snaps he had before that. You know, whatever. I don't know who was using him. That was their thing. So do, does he Terrell had... Austin actually bring more blitzing this week? Or does he sit back because of the threat of Josh Allen taking off and running? He's going to have to be very selective. I think he sits back. I do too. And it's going to drive people crazy at times. Yeah. But I, I think that's probably the way he's going to have to go. Um, James Cook is a really nice running back. I don't I don't think they used him nearly enough early in the year, and they seem to be using him a little bit more, which is a little scary. Um, you know but, who else they have? No. Is Leonard Fournette, who somehow always plays playoff good in Lenny. the playoffs. Yeah, playoff Lenny. And, yeah, and, and he flat out admitted it this week. Yeah. He's like, Latav- what, I'm making $200,000, and I love it. You know, Latavius Murray has been good for them too this year. They have. I, this, I didn't realize yeah. they had Leonard Fournette. That's yep. actually not great. They use That's him on the news. old uh, tush push. Yeah, not I good news. No, uh, they also, by the way, have Tyler Matakevich, better known as Dirty Red. Yeah, loved that guy. Yeah, special teams demon for the uh, Bills, yeah. uh, but he's no Miles Killebrew. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Pro Bowler Miles Killebrew. That's right. That's right. He got three his, penalties uh... in one game. <laughs> that that was like the the perfect epitome of that game too. Three penalties on the same guy, all on special teams. Although he has what like three block kicks this year, so I should yeah, probably right. I should probably right. give him a pass for those penalties. But you know, yeah, right. Right. Uh, did, do they need to use uh, Jalen Warren a little more this week? Boy, I hope Warren. I he's their most explosive back, but he does not do well in bad conditions. Like his his hands, even going back to his rookie year in the preseason. Like Tomlin benched him in a preseason game for fumbling the ball. So you know it's. He's your most explosive guy, but he's also like questionable hands. So last week I was uh, all for them just pounding Najee late in the game because Warren was, you know, I, I agree, not holding on to the rock. So Najee kept they... covering up when he was when when there was yes. contact. Najee yeah. kept two covering hands. up with two, with hands. two hands. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I. And I, I, we've you, talked about it you got to use Warren. You got to work him in because he's your most yeah. explosive back. But I mean, if if he's dropping the ball, then he, you got to just roll with Nosh. I mean, it is what it is. It's the playoffs. You you do whatever it takes to win in the playoffs, right? For sure. It's it, it, attitudes, egos go out the window. Whatever it takes to win is what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I what? Um. Let, let me ask you guys this before, and we're going to do a full slate of uh. NFL uh, wild card round predictions. All the games we're doing. Oh, tonight. we got to predict all the games. Every Shit. single one, fellas. But before we get to that, um, and I was just kind of looking at my notes here a little bit. Um, is is there any chance? Let, let's say Mason Rudolph plays well, win or lose, plays well in the playoffs. Oh, here we go. Is there anybody that would want Kenny Pickett if Kenny's like fuck this? I'm not going to get a shot here anymore. I want out. 
I mean, what could you get for him? Like a fifth if you're lucky because he's still on a rookie deal. Right. Um, Maybe a sixth. I don't know. I think you get Um, more than that. I think you get a third or a fourth. Okay. Who, Third, fuck, fourth? who would want Kenny Pickett? I don't know. <laughs> is there? I, I'm I'm going back to this. Is there? I'm not saying that I do. <laughs> There's always a team that thinks, "Hey, you know, I can strike gold with this guy." Right. That that that, that always exists. It never goes away. But look at that, Trent that, Richardson. The Browns right? got a first for him. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And still, I still laugh my ass off about that. I'm sorry. Hmm. What Look about at, what? Look at Aaron coming in hard. <laughs> what about the UFL? UFL. The Unified Football League. <laughs> the, hey, uh, Mitch is getting cut, right? We can all agree yeah. on this. But yeah, I, that's a no-brainer. He's bye-bye. He's gone. Yep. Mitch makes uh I think it's five point five point two next year. And right. I would say cut him. Sorry, if they man. cut him, they add two point nine million to the cap. And I mean, he's the de facto number three now, so it's done. It is what it is. He's he's gone. Um, and then yeah, if I mean honestly, I immediately as soon as I cut Mitch, I offer that money to Mason Rudolph. I'm like, hey, dude, do you want? Do you? How do you feel about five six million a year? Scarps, which I never would have thought I would have said. At the beginning of this season, so I mean, <laughs> Scarps was right. I was wrong, and you know, it is what it is. I, um, here's here's, and and Casey's going to touch on this later. Um, but if if I'm Mason, and at whatever happen, what regardless of what ha- regardless of what happens mm-hmm. on Sunday, I think Mason has done enough to at least to at least, you know, get, get the franchise to be like, huh, maybe we fucked this up. Um, but if he says, if, if, you know, if they say Mason, we want you to come back. Um, but you're, you're not gonna, you're, you're not gonna be the starter. If I'm him, I say, nah, I'm fuck that. You know what I mean? Like he, I think he's done enough to at least compete. Right. But so what if, what if if they say to him, agree, what if they say to him, hey, we're going to give you this money. We're going to give you incentives in your contract. And we're, you're going to compete. You're going to be the guy who comes in. And there actually is going to be a real competition to be the starter. Because when the season ended, you were QB1. And and here's what I – here's so there, <sighs> there are a couple things that, that – and Melvin, all of our audience, all of our audience, we love you. It's all in good fun. And Melvin, Melvin said this earlier. It's like, it's not what I say. It's how I say it. I got to be cognizant <laughs> of that. But so I'm going to, I'm going to try to say this. In the nice, I'm going to try to say this in the nicest way. If let's just say Eddie Faulkner and Mike Sullivan are retained. Oh God, please yes. no. And I'm Mason and I'm Mason. I probably say, well, shit, I, I I'm the best person to run this shit. So I'm going to stay. But even if they bring in do bring in a new coordinator and it's a whole new system and I'm Mason and I say, well, shit, I, I can read defenses better than Pickett. I'm smarter than Pickett. I can learn faster than Pickett. And if I got a chance to compete, I could stay here. Um, but then again, I, I also don't know the I also don't know the ins and outs. Like 
what his relationships are with Tomlin, right. what his relationships right. are with with you know with personnel. Yeah, you, I don't. You I, I don't know. He right. might. He might literally. This this might have been his 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 villain villain origin story, right? Like you know, they nobody believed in me. I won right. three in a row. Fuck this team. I'm gonna go somewhere else and and do it. And, well, there, and there, I guarantee you, Mitch Trubisky's gonna be back at Buffalo next year. There, there's there's okay. There's, so there's real that. quickly, let me just interject again. Another fuck you, Johnny. Okay, and thank just, you. Just yeah, yeah. Fuck that guy. And and also, uh, let me just posit you guys another question real quickly. Ooh, Let's just say hypothetically. Hypothetically, mm-hmm. Mason Rudolph does enough this week to win this game. I think you need to wear a Mason jersey on the show. I'm getting all of us Mason jerseys <laughs> if we win a playoff game behind Mason Rudolph. I, you all right, that's fair. Players. That's fair. <laughs> they they might be from China, but you're getting them. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Let's just say hypothetically, Mason Rudolph does enough this week to win a game, right? Does enough. Plays well enough. To win a game, right? Win a playoff game. Steelers Nation's going fucking batshit. The Kenny cult is losing their goddamn minds. <laughs> they already are. Well, they already are, yeah. But I mean, then they would they would absolutely they'd go fucking ballistic, right? Yeah. So that's gonna that's gonna be a thing. What if what if Kenny Pickett demands a trade? Well, and, and uh, yes, Ben, you you got right to it. That's kind of where I was going at. He's going to see the writing on the wall. Uh, but again, I, I go back to what Scarp said. A lot of it's going to depend on who's the offensive coordinator going forward. And I'll ask you guys this question. Ian, I'll start with you. Is there a team in the National Football League right now where Mason Rudolph could go to that team and say, hey, I can compete for your starting job right now? Yeah. Atlanta. Um, okay. It, Atlanta. Um Minnesota, depending on what happens with Kirk Cousins. Okay, so that's depending on yes. Okay. Uh New England, definitely. Okay. Um let me think. Uh Denver, depending on what they do with Russell Wilson, because they might not keep him around. Um well, said Tennessee if Levis doesn't pan out yeah um i mean even like carolina with uh with young new orleans with Derek carr um there's a there's a handful of teams out there um heck the i almost said the redskins washington the commanders (laughs) whatever the hell they are you know he could definitely compete there too um yeah there's there's a handful of teams right now that he could definitely compete on heck the the raiders he could he could easily start for the so, Raiders. So in yeah, other words, that's actually that's a really good point. Yeah. Raiders, Raiders quarterback situation is awful. Uh, you know, some of the guys in the chat are talking about Fields, and here's here's my take on it. You guys can go with it or against it, but they kept their head coach. That tells me Fields isn't going anywhere. But I, I I've been uh, wrong before. I don't know. They got the before. number one pick. I don't I don't know that. I think. I think when you have the number one pick, either you take the best player in the draft, who is a quarterback, or yeah. or you trade it. So if they yeah. trade the number one pick for a whole bunch of first round picks, which would be the second way. year in a row they traded out of the number one pick, right? And right. Which I I think is the right move, but that's, I you know. I don't. I I think I think you you take the quarterback here. 
and and you don't look back and then you trade, you, trade fields you you trade fields away okay now the question is what can you get for fields they're going to want more than fields is worth for sure um i personally i don't give i i don't give more than a 3 up for fields that's me okay if a team's given up on him i mean the, the the hard part about that is Jimmy Garoppolo not, started like half a season and got a second round pick. I know, I know, but they they True. they believed that Jimmy Garoppolo was better than he actually was. Um, I mean, uh, who's the fuck stick from uh, Jacksonville? Good word. That uh, Blake Bortles. The Bills traded for no, the Bills oh. traded for a long time ago. Um, oh, wasn't uh, David Gerard? Uh, no, the guy up. with the fucking mullet. Minshew. Uh, oh, Gardner Minshew. Yeah. No, it wasn't Minshew. No. It was uh, Rob. Um, oh, Rob Johnson. Rob Johnson. Rob Johnson. Wow. Blaine. They Gabbard. traded. They traded. <laughs> he he QB'd the uh, Bills in the Music City Miracle. A second and a fifth. He did. For him or something. That sounds something about right. It was ridiculous. Pretty yeah. And he sucked. He was awful. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, and, you know, I, I, I think that, that teams will pay a premium for a quarterback, and that's the hard part about that field situation if they decide to trade him, is that some team somewhere will give up too much because everybody's so goddamn desperate for quarterback talent. And I, and, I don't think the Steelers should do it. I think, And there's the point. Everybody's looking for the next quarterback. I, I think that the Steelers should go, yeah. Uh, we'll give you a three, and if they win, great. And if they don't, well, then they they wait and they draft a quarterback later because um, it, I, best honestly, man uh, Wilson sucks donkey balls. Yeah, so I don't want anything to do with fuck. Wilson. No, I want nothing to do with him. No. And, and honestly, I think considering Ryan Poles is still the Bears' general manager, I think there's a sour taste in his mouth about the Chase Claypool deal. Agreed. So they even won't if deal we, with us. Even if we over offered for I Fields, forgot about I don't, that. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they would. I don't think they would. Uh, you know, even if we, if we, you know, even where we're sitting right now, we'd probably be around like the twenty second, twenty third overall pick. Right. Even if we offered that for Fields, they might not take it. Just because they're like, we don't want to deal yeah. with Pittsburgh. Um, that would be stupid. I mean, honestly, if we offered a number yeah. one pick for Fields, yeah, I would it, not. I personally, that, that I would be that. stupid. Yeah. No. What What the Bears should do though is, you know, both Washington and New England, who are right behind them, need quarterbacks. Yep. They should call New England and be like, "Hey, do you want to get ahead of Washington? We'll We'll move down two spots with you, and." take Marvin Harrison Jr. or the best offensive tackle or whoever the best non-quarterback in the draft, but at right. least you'll get Caleb Williams instead of Drake May or you know, whatever. What, you know? the, the, sorry, this is this is yeah, jump in Scarps. Yeah. You know I keep I keep hearing and seeing that regardless of what happens, you know, oh good, you know, I'm rooting for Mason, but but Kenny's 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 QB one in twenty twenty four, and I guess I just ask, why? What has he done that like makes you believe so much in this dude? Like he's hurt a lot. He has no he has no pop. He doesn't even use his legs, 
which could actually be a weapon. Um, and one thing, Omar Khan did not draft Kenny Pickett. Nope, that was Kevin. And I'm not saying I'm not saying Kevin did just Kevin, but this is a whole new regime. Yep. I don't know if they if they feel the same way about Pickett as the that regime did at that time. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, Mike decides who plays. I mean, well, okay, so that so then so okay, but still, but still. Mike decides who plays, so he played Mitch Trubisky over Mason Rudolph, and Mike had no choice but to go to Mason Mistake. Rudolph, and Mason Rudolph <laughs> helped save the season. Mistake. So, yeah, but, but, Mason made 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 uh, Mike look look foolish there, didn't he? And like, and again, like, I and I, I said this, or I said this earlier this week. Like, hate is a very very strong word. I think very few people hate Kenny Pickett, just like I think very few people hate Mike Tomlin. I think that people are just disappointed in what's happened. People are disappointed that Mike Tomlin hasn't won a playoff game in so long. People are disappointed mm-hmm. um, that Kenny Pickett isn't is you know isn't good, or let alone like as good as he was supposed to be. I, I would say there's a portion that do hate Mike Tomlin, though. I un- and I understand it. And there's, there are there's, there's yes, and we could we could you know we yep. could we could probably talk about that a whole, yep. for a whole show. But yep. um, you know. I think people, I think fans just want to win and they look at, they look at, you know, Kenny Pickett and they say, okay, well, you know, this guy, this guy has been clutch in certain situations, but also like he does nothing. <laughs> like He doesn't throw touchdowns. He doesn't like, he doesn't scramble. He doesn't make wow throws. He doesn't do this. Um, so that's why I just, I, I, you know, we're so starved for good quarterback play and we haven't seen it here in years. And right. then Mason comes in. And Mason's not playing spectacular. He's not doing anything wild and crazy, right. but he's hanging tough in the pocket. He's making some tough throws. He's getting the guys the ball in space. And you it, know what? He's getting the ball out on time. And, and yeah. yes, and, and also that's the thing that's been missing. Get the ball out he, on time. And he looks, he looks the fucking part. Like he looks the part. He looks like he's a big dude. He's hanging tough in the pocket. And like nobody, like you, you notice, like. You notice when Mason's playing good, like, like when Mason's playing good, like nobody's expecting him to be Ben. Nobody's expecting expecting him to save the franchise, and maybe that's just because he's a third stringer. Yeah. But like, when you're a first round pick, man, the shit comes with the territory, man. You gotta play, mm-hmm. and you gotta play well, and you gotta pop, and to, he doesn't. And, and to Melvin's point, you know, when we first saw Mason Rudolph this year, he came in in relief against, I think that was the Colts, wasn't it? And and didn't look all that great. So I think our expectations were, well, shit, he's not going to look that great these last three games. And he has looked great. So, you know, I, I he clearly, you know, is something is clicking there for him. And I'm not going to say he looks continues. great, but well, but I, looks, I use great relative to who we're talking about. Okay. It, but he looks, you know, he looks pretty good and he looks yes, like he doesn't have any fear of fucking up. And that's the thing that was missing right. in 2019. Right. Like, and yeah. that was the conversation we had after the fact. Like, like Duck, Duck Hodges came in and he's not talented, not at all. I mean, the dude went to the CFL and washed out. He wasn't good enough to play in the fucking CFL. All right. Mm-hmm. But he started for the Steelers for what a handful of games and he played the way he played because he was fearless. Right. 
And and Mason's taken a little bit of that on. And maybe, I, you know, I don't yep. think that guys, generally speaking, I don't think that guys learn a lot by watching. But maybe he did learn something by right. by watching that. We, we, we don't know what he was unfold. doing. Yeah. Um, I want to shift over and, and, uh, and on that. Yeah, sorry, yeah. can I just make one last yep. point? Yep. I, I I agree. Mason's playing fearless, and the the play that summed it all up to me. And Kenny was playing scared, right? Kenny was bailing on clean sure pockets. Like Kenny was running himself into pressure. Kenny was not even looking at guys getting open and just checking. He Kenny would just like look at a guy and then check down immediately. Like that pass to Deontay. Can Kenny physically make that throw? Yes. Would Kenny make that throw? That's the question. I don't think so because I think he looks at that and says he's covered. Kenny Kenny doesn't throw to a spot and let the guy you know go get the ball, and that's what Mason's doing. He's the play that summed it all up for me. Um, I think it was a third down play uh, against the Bengals, where or maybe it was Seattle. I think it was Cincinnati though, where where Mason scrambled. And like there was a guy coming at him and a guy coming across, and he was going to get lit the hell up. And he still put his head down and dove forward Mm -hmm. to try and get a first down. It was in the red zone, too. I think it was against Cincinnati. Um, Do you guys remember the play that I'm talking about where he he scrambled for like, it was a third and five, I think. Yes. Scrambled for five yards. Four. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he got the first down at the risk of like getting absolutely annihilated by two guys coming yes. at him. And you can feel the team kind of uh, elevated because of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it was I, like, I so. Oh, he's, he's playing without fear. And that's kind of what you need your quarterback. Right. And yeah, yeah it's uh, and, and like, like Ben said, you know, he's throwing with timing and anticipation. He's throwing to spots and letting guys go get the ball. And even when he misses on the deep throws, that pushes the safeties back and makes more room for the running game to operate. So it, it all it all works hand in hand as well. He's he's just getting the fucking ball out on time. And and yeah. that has been the thing that has been missing all year long. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry to say this, but especially with Kenny. Kenny was not getting the ball out on time. And and Mark comes on this show and he says, it's like they've coached all the aggressiveness out of him. Yeah, but it wasn't really aggressive. He just wasn't getting it out on time. Just wasn't doing it. Like, I, I don't know if he, you know, this my knock on Mason before was he doesn't have enough confidence in his own ability to, to squeeze the ball in a tight windows. And now he's doing it. Yeah. And I'm like, I, you know, I mean, you can either do it or you, or you can't. Right. To- so, so you, you have to, you have to give the guy props for when he's actually getting it done and acknowledge it. And to Ryan's and point earlier, I think correct. Yeah, to, to Ryan's point earlier, I think Mason's the only quarterback on this team that can actually read a defense. And some of that it, just he, comes with experience and being in the league and, some of that's just watching film and even sitting on the bench. You know, you, you see yeah. guys who are – that's the reason why, like, Ryan Fitzpatrick kept getting gigs in the league because yeah. at some point yeah. you've been around so long and you've seen so much, you just know how to read a defense, yeah. and you're automatically better than a bunch of rookies that are coming in that have never yeah. seen an NFL defense before. He's he's yeah. deviating from – or well, at least he's deviating from Canada's fucking progressions yeah. but he's, devi- he's deviating well, from yeah. the progressions and if you 
if you can do that, like Ben deviated from progressions his entire <laughs> career. Yeah. Like he'd go one, two, four. That four is open. And he'd throw the ball to the fourth read. And, it, you know, when you can do that, when you're that guy who, yeah, they are. Yeah, much better, Jamie. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, when you're that guy who, I don't want to say you can see the whole field because I think as, a, as an NFL quarterback, being able to see the whole field is bullshit. Nobody can see the whole field. But you know where your guys are, and you kind of you kind of have a sense for where the defense is going to go, so you know who's going to be open, and so you're waiting for that to happen. And if you're in the pocket for long enough, and you got that clock in your head, and it's been yeah. two and a half seconds, and you're like, yeah, he's got to be open by now. So you look for that guy, and you hit him. You know, and I and and you know, regardless of what anyone thinks, this team. This team was pissed off at Matt Canada for sure, yeah, but they were yeah. also pissed off about poor quarterback play. Yeah, because, sure. For sure. Because within one quarter of that Bengals game at home, you could just tell something was different. Like you could, yeah, like it was absolutely. And then to go to Seattle where they hadn't won in years and Mason, and they, yeah, they had a great running game, but Mason hung tough. He made some throws. And then to go to go into enemy territory against, Against yeah, they they had a couple guys on defense missing, but to do the necessary things, this team is just totally different now because they have a quarterback that's half decent, and 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 if Kenny Pickett was half fucking decent, he would have gotten his job back, yeah, probably yeah. in Seattle. Yeah. Well, uh, Alan uh, Saunders made an interesting point on Twitter tonight. I don't know if you guys saw it, but we need he, to get Alan on the show. The it, it, we we will. I, I I have a, a list only of if he drinks on. while he's on the show. Well, he better. But but <laughs> his point was was this. He said, "Look, I'm not making a prediction, but there is a sense of confidence in this locker room that I haven't yeah, felt I all that. year." And 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 I'm going to take that from him because Alan knows that locker room a hell of a lot better than I do. Yeah. Um. And and you know don't don't all of a sudden go to DraftKings and lay your bets on the Steelers. That's not what he's saying. It's just a different feel, and he felt positive about it. So, um, in any case, let's talk a little uh, NFC wild card. I'll just throw out the game. You tell me who wins or loses. Scarps, are you going to record this? <clears throat> yeah, I could, give me one second here. Yeah, Let me you don't have to. I, I know you like to write these things down. Uh. I really don't want to. I'll do our game, but okay, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> this is recorded can... on YouTube. We can always just go hey, back and watch. Touche, uh, Ian. Correct. Uh, so first up on uh, Sunday at four thirty p.m., you have the Green Bay Packers at the Dallas Cowboys. Ian, what's your take on this classic NFC matchup? This is a classic NFC matchup, For sure. and let's not forget the fact that Matt LaFleur only won with Mike McCarthy's players. <laughs> so, uh, but but uh, Love is playing a bit better at quarterback, and but I think Dallas is just a lot better, and especially at home, their defense is really fast and. Dak's playing really well right yeah. now. So even though Dallas has been snake bit for a while in the playoffs, I'm going to go. I, I think Green Bay can score enough to keep it close, um, but I'm going to I'm going to go Cowboys 31 to 23. Okay. Oh, you're even giving right. a score. 
Oh, oh I thought, well, yeah, we I didn't have to do that. Score. That's okay. fine. All right, That's Cowboys. Fine. I'll just go Cowboys win then. All right. Okay, Ben, what do you got? No, no, I want to go last. All right, e, uh, Scarps, what do you got? Yeah, um, there's this is one of the two seven seeds. Yep. Uh, seven seeds are 0 and 6 all time. Um, I got the Cowboys by 10. All right. Very good. Yeah. And Ben, Ben, what do you got? Uh, you know, fun fact, uh, the last 10 games, the Packers have played the Cowboys. They are nine and one versus Dallas. Yep. Wow. Nine and one. I, I found that very interesting. Um, and then you also look into the fact that the, the Cowboys just find a way to fuck up in the playoffs. <laughs> I got the Packers in this game. Might be a close one. Probably will yep. be, but I got the Packers. The first team, they're playing Saturday, right? Sunday. No, Sunday. Or, oh, okay. Sunday. Well, so I guess we'll be the first team to win, the first seven seed to win a game. Maybe. I, Allegedly. Uh, I'm going to pick a I agree. I, I do agree with Ben that it, it's only a matter of time for the Cowboys to actually fuck it up. But I don't think it's going to be this game. I think it'll be the next game. Uh, uh, so I, uh, I will take the Cowboys in a close one because I, I do think uh, Green Bay is playing pretty well, but I'll take the Cowboys. So, uh, wait, Mark, you're going to yeah. pick the Lions to beat the Cowboys in the divisional round? I, I didn't. I already did it once. I didn't, I didn't say that. I just I just said they're more likely to stumble in the next round because the, okay. next, the next game is the Rams at the Lions. Okay. Ian, what do you got? Uh. This is, I mean, there's so many storylines. The, yes. the Goff Stafford storyline, yeah. the Lions finally making the playoffs. The 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 Lions are just going to be playing with so much emotion. And the Rams got into the playoffs. The Rams have some talented guys. The Rams are more experienced. But I think, oh man, th this feels like a game where the Lions either come out with so much emotion, almost like the Browns did in 2020 against us, yeah. that like they just had so much emotion for finally making the playoffs and getting in that they just like gave it their all and like that was their Super Bowl. And yep. I could see this being like the Lions Super Bowl and them just like going balls to the wall. Okay. Um, but I could also see them laying a complete dud because they don't have any like a ton of experience in these moments in the playoffs. Um, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go lion. I'm, I'm going to pick the lions to win. Although okay. I think it'll be close. Damn, Ian, I might, I might be my birthday by the time the show's over. Today. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll pick, I'll pick the lions. I'll I'm pick the lions to win a close one. You are. I know. Sober Ryan. Jesus. A dick. Sober back, Ryan is a dick. Bring back. Uh, yeah. You know what? Drunk uh, Ryan's a dick too. So yeah, they're both all right, I'll, I'll go lions in a close one. I, I didn't know all we were right. picking all these games. I should have yeah, like, thought just, about these I things just before. Throw, throw, your, throw your team out. We don't need yeah. full analysis go ahead scarps what do you got lions rams oh get some less yeah i think week. the line I, I think the lions are gonna be fired up i got them by seven okay yeah. and ben i got the rams are the fucking hottest team in the nfc right now and uh, it's that that's the team i, I would not want to play uh they are playing well good running back good quarterback yeah. good receivers the defense I, is I, eh, eh, but you i know like what? the lions but i i just i just think the Rams are going to find a way because they've been doing it for a little bit now and they believe and in themselves and don't forget nobody knows Jared Goff better than Sean McVay does 
so I I think they they could dial up some things there. So I'll I'll take the Rams in a close one. And then the last NFC game of the week is actually the last one of the entire weekend. That is the Eagles at the Buccaneers. Ian, what do you got? Well, I ain't picking Baker Mayfield. I'm going with the Eagles. <laughs> okay. He's got the Eagles. Uh, Scarps? This is the upset. Bucks win. Wow. Bucks taking over. All right. Ben, what do you got? Uh, what What are the Eagles? What's their recent record here? I'm, I'm bad. To, like, it's really bad. One, they're they're one not out of the last down. five, I think. One of the last five. I mean, it. I, I just. I don't. I. I think. I think the Buccaneers win this one too. I. Wow. I'm going all, all underdogs. I guess. Okay. Ah, right. That's just awful. Yeah. One and five to close the season out and and get into the playoffs anyway. Uh. <laughs> okay. All right. I I hate the way the Eagles are playing, but I think they're just too talented for the Bucs, so I'll take the Eagles in a close one. And that takes us over to the AFC, where the very first game uh, of the playoffs will be uh, down in Houston. That's going to be the Cleveland Browns at the Houston Texans. Ian, what do you got? Houston does this weird thing where they score a bunch of points early and then forget uh, how to play football and score late. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cleveland's defense is pretty good, and Joe Flacco is willing to throw the ball all over the yard. So I think Houston jumps out early, but Cleveland wins it in the end. Wow. Okay. Scarps? Yeah, I got the Browns. Their defense is, is really good. So I think C.J. Stroud – uh, is a really good quarterback. I think he has a he he could be a star in this league. But yeah, um, I, I think this is just this is a Jim Schwartz game, and I think that they do enough to to do that. And I got the Browns by I got the Browns by a seven spot. All right, Ben, what do you got? Yeah, I got the Browns by ten. I I think I I they may Houston may come out and do some make some noise. It you mm-hmm. know initially, and I I'll be super excited to be wrong about this but i just think the browns are are too good on defense and i think the browns are too fucking determined this year mm-hmm. to to lose in the first round and i i just don't see it so yeah i got i got yeah, I, I I'm I will be pulling with everything I have for the Texans, but I I right. tend to go with what Scarp said. I I think Schwartz does a really nice job. I think they'll do just enough and and win that game down there in Houston. I think they'll. I think they might win by ten. I I I don't think it's gonna I, be close. Yeah, I got them in the seven to ten range. My book. Uh, the next game is the Dolphins at the Chiefs, and right now, guys, this is scheduled to be the coldest game ever played. In the National Football League, they said the air temperature could be around minus two. Uh, Wait, colder and, than the ice bowl? Yes, they said it could be air temperature around a minus two uh, at kickoff, which wind chills, who the hell knows. But, Ian, what do you got? Dolphins at Chiefs. These are also these are two teams that suck in the second half. Like yeah. there could easily be zero second half points scored in this game. <laughs> they, they they both just like the Dolphins 
do this thing where for as schematically dominant as they can look, then they just like completely forget how to play football. And they also do this weird thing where they find one play that works and keep running that play over and over again, even when the other team figures out how to stop it. Like that pitch play to A-chan, they ran it really well in the first half against the Bills, and then the Bills figured out how to stop it but they just kept running it. And I was like, can you do something else? But no, they couldn't. Um, so yeah, I think, I think the chiefs do enough to pull this one out. Um, I, I think Mahomes is better than Tua at the end of the day. And I think the chiefs defense is better than the dolphins, very injured defense. Yeah. So I, I think it's a, a low scoring game, but I think the chiefs pull it out. All right. Scarps. What do you got? Yeah, uh, I also got the Chiefs. I think Miami's really banged up. Um, And this is just, you know, the Chiefs have not looked good all year, but it's still Kansas City. It's still Arrowhead. It's still Mahomes. And, you know, this is one of those games where, like, a guy like Kadarius Toney has a fucking breakout game, even though he's been terrible all year. Like, that's just just what they do. And and I think it's going to be closer than – I think it's going to be a lot closer – but I do think it's actually going to be low scoring. I got the Chiefs by three. Yeah, three. Wow, Ben, what do you got? I got Chiefs by ten or eleven. I I don't think it's going to be close. Okay. I I don't think that Miami is going to play well. It's going to be cold as fuck. It's not going to be easy to throw the ball. Um, uh, I just shitty weather game, mm-hmm. warm weather mm-hmm. team. They're going to get spanked. Yeah, and I, I, and I just think they're more talented. And on top of that, as Ian pointed out, the Dolphins' defense is banged up pretty bad. I, easy win for the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I agree here. I think this is ultimately a 10-14 point win for the Chiefs. Uh, and, and I would uh, focus mostly on the fact that the Kansas City defense, I think, is just significantly better than yeah. the Dolphins' defense right now. That That's where I would go. The last one, of course, is the best one. Pittsburgh Steelers, Sunday, 1 p.m. in Buffalo. will take on the two-seed Bills. The uh, If the Steelers win, they will play in Baltimore the following Sunday. If the Bills win, they would host the highest of the remaining seeds. Um, so, Ian, what do you got? Uh, boy. This feels like it's either going to be like a 17-13 Steelers win <laughs> Or a thirty-one to thirteen Steelers loss, um, yeah. Uh, and it, it honestly might depend on how much the wind is blowing. Like the wind is blowing, not <laughs> the wind at all. is going to be ridiculous, it's dude. The wind really to be a bitch. The yeah. wind really affects the stadium in in Buffalo. I mean, yeah, it does. really it does. affects it. Yeah, I this this game is so hard for me to read because I feel like Buffalo is one of the hottest teams in the league right now. And they look like a team that like, it's, it's almost like a couple of those giants teams that won super bowls where you were like, I don't know if they can win their first game, but if they win their first game, they might be able to go all the way. And oh, okay, so I, I kind of feel like if the bills get past the Steelers, I would like their chances against anyone else, against Kansas City, against Baltimore. But weird ass things can happen in the playoffs. And if yep. Josh Allen, if it's windy and Josh Allen turns the ball over a couple of times, like we might have a chance. Um, 
So, oh, shit. Uh, all right. I'm going to go against my better judgment. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to go I'm going to go Bills 21 Steelers 17. Yowza. Oh. Okay, Scarps, what do you got? Um the Bills are first in third down percentage. They they convert on about 50% of their third downs. They are sixth in red zone offense um and red zone defense they're about 19th um they've been running the ball much better Uh um only a couple weeks ago they absolutely smashed dallas at home and they had almost 300 rushing yards i think the bills are going to do what we're going to try to do to them and i think they're going to run the ball um and i'm talking playoff lenny james cook and latavius murray and who is going to stop Josh Allen from getting five a carry? I mean, he can, the dude is one of the most net talented people I've ever seen. Yeah. And here's the thing. He turned the ball over a lot last week and still threw for almost 400 yards and they won by Crazy. seven on the road. Yep. Crazy. I kept seeing all week. A lot of the, a lot of, you know, people, Oh, this is, you know, this is like our Oh five team. I'm going to tell you this right now. If that 05 team was going to Buffalo, I'd pick that 05 team, <laughs> but this is not that 05 team. And if it's windy and Mason Rudolph can't throw the ball deep, I'm sorry, uh, Mason, I'm a huge, huge fan, but I just don't see this. I think okay. Buffalo struggles with speed, which I think Warren can do because they struggled last week against a chain. I think Najee might have a good game, but I think they're going to contain him. And I got the Bills with a 26-12 to 12 victory. Okay. Uh, double wow. digits. No uh, extra bef- points being made, or uh... Ben. Before oh, you, yeah. uh, before, I don't know what's going to happen. Ben, Two before you pointers. pick, uh, uh-huh. Bozik asked, uh, "How are uh, all your picks this year?" I no I fucking think, clue. I think Scarps recorded that, didn't he? And posted it to, or no, maybe not. Maybe I'm no. We, we I didn't. Uh, I didn't go back and tally those ones. I can't. I know how my picks are, but I can't speak yeah. for everybody else. Um, um, yeah. Uh, anyway, Ben, what do you got for uh, for this weekend? Uh, the The Buffalo Bills are the uh, the the number thirteen rush defense in the NFL, but that statistic is deceptive because they're number twenty eight in yards per carry. They give up four point six five yards per carry. That's when the conditions are good. Um, they are going to sell out to the run. I will say that because they're the likelihood that either team is going to be able to throw is not great, but it's also going to be cold. Uh-huh. And, and that's when nobody wants to hit the running back because it fucking hurts. Um, so I, I think the Steelers have an edge when it comes to stopping the run and running the ball. Uh, the one thing this defense does well pretty well is stop the run when they're trying to actually stop it, not taking a yeah. bunch of chances, trying to create turnovers when they actually just try and concentrate on stopping the run. They're good. So uh, I think it gives them an edge and that's why I'm going um, bills 27 Steelers 13. Like I have for the last four weeks, three weeks, this will be the fourth. Okay. Well, 
I everything in my uh, my brain tells me that the Buffalo Bills will win this game going away eventually by uh, 10, 14 points. I I just have this weird feeling. I, I, I there's something about Mason Rudolph, something about this team. They'll do enough and they'll get some kind of fluke play to get out of Buffalo, and I'll take the Pittsburgh Steelers 20 to 17. I don't know how it's going to happen. I'm just going to go there. I like uh, it. I, I, you know why I picked 27-13 again, right? Uh, because it equals 40? No, because I picked that the last three weeks, and they've won. <laughs> <laughs> well played. <laughs> Center fucking cushion. Uh, I want to uh, now call on the great deceased Mr. Casey Kasem, if he's available. Oh, no. Casey's Coast to Coast, American Top 40. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the week that was January 11, 1990. Our favorite correspondent, Ryan, is back again with us this week, and he writes, Dear Casey, Kenny, it's a crime. Share it fairly, but don't take a slice of my pie. Kenny, so they say, won't be starting in Buffalo on Sunday. (laughs) Casey, that's of course Pink Floyd's money off of their 14 times platinum album, The Dark Side of the Moon. The engineer for that album was none other than Alan Parsons, who would go on to form the Alan Parsons Project. While While the Alan Parsons Project had great success on the charts, They did not, in fact, produce the Steelers' depth chart, which was a story all week because Kenny Pickett is still listed as the starter. (laughs) Much like the Alan Parsons project, Kenny Pickett had a breakdown when he found out he was no longer the starter. He asked ownership, are you serious? Are these the games people play? Oh, boy. The eye in the sky told him to not be the backup in Seattle, and then Pickett told Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin, that if Mason was listed as a starter on the depth chart, Kenny was going to take his tiny ball with his tiny hands and go home. (laughs) Kenny, I don't know how they do things in Jersey, but I wouldn't want to be like you. Casey, on to Buffalo. We have a game this Sunday. That's right. Casey, I'm more nervous than a former U.S. president waiting for the next Epstein files to drop. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sweaty like a prostitute in church. I'm wound up like a $3 watch. But I don't know why, Casey. The Steelers are playing with house money. Nobody is giving them a shot. Mason is playing his best football of his career and is doing things we haven't seen in years. Things only Big Ben has done. But hey, Kenny did the same things. That's right, Picketologist, I'm talking to you. But it's not about you this week, Picketologist. It's about Mason Rudolph. Another chance to write a great story. I know the real fans are rooting for him. However, I know many are just waiting for him to fail. And if the Steelers don't pull this one out, he'll definitely be the scapegoat. Mason's stuck between a rock and a hard place. Well, Ryan, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Down four spots this week to number 27. Here's the Rolling Stones off their album Steel Wheels. Here's Rock and a Hard Place. <laughs> you know, it's it's just a shame that that Mason didn't want 
Ben's help anymore in 2019. Right? <laughs> oh, you know, that's so true. You know, it's so just, true. it's such a yeah. shame. Yeah. Did you see earlier this week when Mason said, like, all the people that reached out to him, like Foster, Pouncey, Villanueva, all these guys? Yeah. Didn't, didn't hear seven on that list. No, yeah. it didn't. No. Weird. That's weird. You know, the, the, the sad part about that is, you know, if, if Ben was upset about it, you know, be upset with the, those that drafted him. Don't be upset right. at him. The, the, be, the guy, be upset at Kevin. Right. The, you know, Kevin's the guy who said we had a first round, we had a first round grade in this guy, so we couldn't right. like pass him up. Right. We had to draft him. Right. I, I mean, whatever. I, yeah. I didn't agree with the pick either, but you know, well, whatever. I, you know, uh, Jamie, um, meanwhile, they, they should have, they should have, go ahead. The thing, Jamie, that 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 Scarps did not reel off was was picket sexuals, Kenny sexuals, <laughs> Kenny's. I like Kenny, Kenny sexuals. Kenny sexuals. That's that's my favorite one off Twitter. I keep, I keep pickets. I like I like picketologist is good. Picketologist is a really good one because yeah. he's 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 going after the Scientologist. But you know, whatever. You know, is it thing? It's weird that it's weird that they had a first round grade on Mason and they drafted him in the third round and then they drafted Pickett in the first round and they had an undrafted rookie free agent grade on him. It's, it's, just like, it's wild. It's wild how that happens. Uh, all right. We're going to get out of here. As Ian just pointed to me in the private chat, we've gone almost two hours, which is absolutely ridiculous. No, that's even, only 75 Even minutes. more ridiculous is the fact that you guys have stuck with us the whole time. We love you. You're awesome. We absolutely. You guys in the chat. Yeah, you guys in the chat sticking with us for almost two hours. We we are thoroughly impressed. It's it's all love. You're awesome. Make sure you check out the site, stillcityblitz.com. And uh, of course, on uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram, and whatever the hell it's called now. (laughs) Ben's help. Let's go figure it out. <laughs> yeah, for these guys, this is Steel Dead That's signing off on the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated. And hey, <sighs> go Steelers. Ravens suck. Well, they did last week. We swept them. <laughs> Thank God.